serve it up to the whiskey run dry. You take your sugar Who's going and to take your off. sweets. And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave. Dave Stevens. I'm Tony Pervenanzi. David Sterling is out tonight. He had some uh, things going on. So, uh, yeah, he'll be back probably next week, hopefully next week. He uh, did watch the uh, game with us. Yeah, uh, well, not with us. Well, not with us. I mean, we were texting back and forth. So, um, no, you know, he still lives in Florida. Uh, which I, I wish he was on the podcast tonight because I was going to ask him, of course, we talk about weather on this podcast often, and there's another uh, potential hurricane coming towards him down there in Florida. So, uh, you know, when I saw this pop up, I was like, holy shit, not again. doesn't look as bad yeah. as the last one. could just be a tropical storm, but it looks like mm-hmm. it's going to be at least a high tropical storm, if not a Category 1 hurricane. Uh, right now, Make- it's aimed further north of him in Fort Myers, but to make still. to make to make landfall uh this week sometime. Yeah, it's it's oh. basically forming it in on the Yucatan Peninsula right there. Mm. Uh and then gonna head north. So yeah, it's uh fuck yeah. man. I couldn't imagine let's yeah, yeah. Well let's hope it's not nearly as bad as the last one that came through there last year. And um yeah, we'll just hope for the best. But hey let me let not that we need to spend the whole pod talking about weather, but let me ask you this, Johnny. So I think it was just last week. There was apparently a hurricane on the West Coast that came. I thought it was a hurricane that at least started on the West Coast of like the Baja Peninsula in Mexico mm-hmm. and came up towards California, Southern California. Yep. They called it a hurricane. I was under the impression that if you had a tropical storm in the Pacific Ocean, that would be considered a cyclone. Was that mm-hmm. something? Do you know? I think not? it's. They I think a cy- hurricane. I think they call it cyclones if it happens past the uh in the pacific past the uh what is it the uh the meridian the oh, what's the, the, the date, date, date line dateline yes i think okay. that's when they call it cyclones okay. um i don't know if i'm not you know i'm not up to date on my hurricane or cyclone knowledge because i live in minnesota so i don't <laughs> like follow that shit yeah fortunately know? we don't have to follow it too closely here in minnesota mm-hmm. we're landlocked pretty good but yeah i thought i figured i'd ask you if anybody knew knew probably I mean, you can, but uh, I could tell you what the difference between a blizzard and a winter storm is. I mean, there, you know, it has to be a certain miles per hour above and wind and there has to be, you know, all kinds of wind chill and all that type of stuff. But yeah, hurricanes, I'm not really good at, but yeah, yeah, it's, I'm sure somebody knows. I'm sure if David was here, you probably know, but yeah. Um, anywho, let's big day tomorrow, Dave, big, it is. Yes. Yes. It is my annual trip to the Minnesota state fair. Dave is going. He doesn't have to work tomorrow. He didn't have to go anywhere. He's coming with us. Amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, we're going to drink so many fucking beers tomorrow. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, we're getting there about 730 in the morning. We will uh, head over to the – I get my first beer always at Shell's on the west side of the fair. And then it's off to the races from there. Um, and Shell's has a couple new beers this year. I mean, there's 64, 65 yeah. new alcoholic beverages for fuck's sakes. Well, let me Crazy. ask you this. Do you have a plan of attack or certain beers that you can't yeah. miss or have to try? Mm. I, I'm I'm, I'm wild card. I'm just going to see how things go. Yeah. See what uh, looks good to me at the time. I seem to always get one from, is it Giggles? That uh, G- Giggles Camp Cafe? Giggles yeah. Campfire Grill. Yeah, Campfire Grill. I seem to always get one there. Um, I do usually end up starting at shells as well maybe that was your uh you're doing mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i'm just an open book i'll see what looks good maybe try a little flight i do like doing that yeah you got we got to hit the flights up um i saw and under pressure brewing company they were bringing in a keg for or a couple kegs for those flights so we'll see what's there um always go to ballpark because they always have a couple of new ones um again lulu's which is next to shells. They always have a couple new ones. This year's weird though, because they spread out the new beers across the state fair. Yes. It yes. used to be back when new beer started to come. It was, it was pretty much ballpark cafe, maybe Lulu's, um, maybe the international bazaar. And that was maybe giggles as well, but there were like mm-hmm. three or four places. always had the new beers. Now it's spread out. I looked at the new beers. And it's like, they got a new beer at, uh, at Dino's Heroes has two new beers that they're going to be serving. Uh, yeah, Giggles, you got the hangar up top of the north end. Oh, that's the big um, one, yeah. 
You've got um, O'Gara's is going to have a beer or two. Uh, you got Andy's, the Andy's Grill, and that those bars down there on the uh, on the south end. They've got new beers there, so there's new beers everywhere, everywhere at the fair. Uh, and that's why I say I don't really like to say I have to get this yeah. one. I just go yep. from place to place and go. Okay, that's a new beer. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah I, I think I want to. Yeah, I think I want to try that route too. Like I said, I'm kind of I'm going to be open tomorrow, and I tend to always, um, always, always get the dill pickle beer I have for all the years that I've gone here in recent memory. I'm going to try and avoid that one, not because I don't like it. I do, but I, I, I just want to leave more room. There's only a certain amount of beers you can have in a given day, so I want to leave more room for new opportunities. So. We'll do that. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a great time. The weather's gonna be perfect. Awesome. I have a I have a feeling by the time we leave there tomorrow, the place will be packed because sure. the the they did break a record Friday um for attendance. They did not break break a record yesterday. Um, hmm. but I'm sure today they probably potentially broke another a record today. I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow they break a record. I mean, the weather looks like fantastic all week. Um, so yeah. It is yeah. a great Minnesota get together for a reason, and I'm excited to go. I do have to. One thing I have to figure out, Dave, is what shirt will I be wearing tomorrow? <laughs> I always I like it. to wear. I always like to wear one of my Chive shirts that has something on it. That, so people are like, "Hey, you know, last year I uh, got a picture with Tim Walls, oh. and I was wearing I was wearing my sloth Hey You Guys shirt, and Tim was like, "Oh, I love that movie. That's a great shirt." I'm like. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. That's yeah. That's so, funny. I, I, of course, I wasn't with you last year, but I do remember you sending that picture out with you and Tim Walls. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm just grateful that I have the ability to take a day off. I'm not traveling, and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. So yeah, can't wait. Yes. And we uh, finally we will try to get to the uh, Loons booth at the Fan 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 Central place, which is right across the street from the uh, from uh, Ballpark Cafe. Um, we'll get there and, and hopefully there's two loons out there taking pictures. I know every day they're supposed to have uh, loons out there. I don't think they had anybody today though. And Game I don't know day. if they had, I don't know if they had anybody on Saturday either. I don't know if they had people on the weekends. That wouldn't surprise me just especially because today was the game day here on Sunday as we record and then uh, Saturday and probably preparation final final yeah. day before the match. So yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, that is one, uh, one, one place that whether the loons are there or not, I, that's one mm-hmm. building that I can't miss basically just because it has a lot of the major sports teams from Minnesota. So it's always fun. And then, yeah, I think they do the uh, autograph session in the afternoons, usually like two to four or something like that. I remember, I, th- I think it was 2019. I met Jan Gregush, yeah. Jane St. Yeah. Clair and yep. Vito Manone. So that, that was, yes, I got a picture, right. I got a picture, picture with them. I got their autograph. Yep. So yeah, that was a great experience. Yep. Hope yep. to have something similar uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm hoping uh, that it's, well, I don't know if it'll be Bongi anymore cause he's kind of injured, but uh... yeah, officially we, I guess we might as well just talk about it now. Officially. I, I was kind of curious. I think, I, I think we all knew there was probably a, a, basically not a chance of him playing in this game the way he left uh, the last match against NYCFC, but they're calling him day to day. So I guess considering some of the injuries that this club has suffered uh, this season already kind of, I guess a good sign that they're just calling it day to day, not week to week. So he did have an, he did, I think he had an MRI done. They didn't find anything wrong, just some inflammation uh, mm-hmm. on his knee. So, which is good. Um, speaking of injuries, uh, uh, Ray was out on the pitch today, as we'll talk about. His ankle is kind of banged up. You could and, tell. Uh, you could tell you could at tell. certain points in this game. Yeah. I thought at one mm-hmm. point he might he might have raised his hand to come out because it mm-hmm. looked like you know, and he had taken a couple fouls, but even he just wasn't he wasn't he had a pretty good game all in all. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, if he would describe it as such, but he he he, he just didn't look hundred percent. He slipped a couple times. He, his footwork wasn't although good. It wasn't. Uh, com- what we've come to expect so yeah interesting I guess he avoided uh, you would see him he played the full 90 plus so you would have seen you would assume he got out of that game without aggra- aggravating it or anything like that at least so we'll talk about that in a little bit before we move on to the game though let's talk about the beers we're drinking tonight because it is uh, what do I call it Minnesota State Fair Eve for yes. me um, so I have to, we're doing this podcast at six o'clock right after the game. I'm hopefully going to push it out tonight because I'm not gonna be able to push it out tomorrow. Um, and so I'm, it's kind of my, it's exciting times for me. I have to get to bed early. I have to, you know, 
Make sure I drink plenty of water tonight. All that good stuff. Um, I am drinking, uh, and I've had this on the podcast before, probably a couple weeks ago. Um, clean out my fridge. I'm going with the ODB from Blacklist Brewing up in uh, Duluth. It is the Ordebelieb Golden Ale. It is a Belgian-style golden ale. Comes in at 7.5%. And it is very delicious. Um, and uh, I'm hoping, actually, this is I'm kind of foreshadowing uh, okay. what's going to be going on in about a month from now. I will be going to jolly old England, to London for my 20th anniversary. And we'll be spending a couple nights in Belgium. So I'm hoping to uh, have some Belgian-style beers when I'm in Belgium. Of course I will. Um, so, yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm doing this Blacklist uh, beer, good beer, Duluth. Can't say anything more about it. So, uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? All right, good choice, Tony, first of all, with your with your beer. Um, I know it's one of your favorites. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited because I uh, I have a new brewery. I'm fairly sure this is a new brewery for the podcast. Again, I could be wrong. Who know? Connor gets, you know, at least when he was working for his previous job, he'd get all over the state. So, but I don't think he's had a beer from uh, Montgomery Brewing down in Montgomery, Minnesota. And I've got to, I've got to admit, I don't think I've been to Montgomery, Minnesota. Do you even know where that is? I have no I, idea. I, I, I honestly had to look it up because it, it's only about, uh, from where I sit, it's only about 45 miles south. It's actually in between like, Oh, I don't know, St. Peter and Faribault, not quite that far yeah. south, but it's okay. off the beaten path. Like you, you would have to go out of your way to get there unless you had a mm-hmm. specific reason. But uh, yeah, so that's why I kind of think it's a new brewery. Uh, but that's why I said I was kind of excited when I saw it in my local liquor store here in mm. Plymouth. Um, they, I, you know, admittedly didn't know much about the brewery before tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, apparently they have a pretty good distribution network, which is nice to see from a brewery like Montgomery Brewing because they are, you know, they are self-described as like a small batch brewing um, brewery. And uh, yeah, so it was a pleasant surprise to see a new brewery. I ended up going with their Moab, which is it's not currently on tap. They do have a nice tap room. I'm just looking at pictures, but uh, they do have a nice tap room. It's not currently on tap, but obviously available at liquor stores. They had actually the liquor store I was at had, I think, four different beers available from Montgomery Brewing. So that was kind of nice. cool. I had something to choose from their Moab, it, though. <laughs> I don't know what maybe go with this, but uh, is their triple NEPA or New England IPA? Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you say, ooh, because, you know, maybe Tony... I'm kind of sharing in some of your excitement of actually having a day off and being able to go to the state fair with you uh, for the first time in at least a little while. And mm-hmm. uh, this triple is ten and a half percent ABV. So shit, man. <laughs> so oh man. Maybe maybe I oh. might, maybe yeah, I think it might have been that excitement. I don't know. It it did also look the can look cool. The the yeah. uh, the art on the can looks sweet. And uh, mm-hmm. I said, what the heck? Because it had been it's been at least a couple of weeks. I think going back, I, you know, I had the seltzer, I had the uh, the porter peanut butter. Mm-hmm chocolate porter last time so i wanted to get back to what i've been drinking mainly this uh this season this podcast season so far with the uh ipas and this new england uh does not disappoint oh i will say it it is actually a good thing though and i i mean i've, I've taken a few sips already um you know prior to when he started and fortunately i can say it's not one of those beers where you say oh it's ten and a half percent but you can't tell um this uh-huh. one this one you can tell you can tell from the first sip. In fact, I kind of went. I when I took my first sip, I went whoa, because yeah, there's no mistaking the alcohol content in this one, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially when you're talking about a beer that that's this is this strong. You know, you don't want to slam a beer like this because even after just one, um, you might be feeling it more than you would say even from a couple uh, lighter beers. So, but that being said, it's not bad. I'm just glad it, you can tell because. That's that was my initial impression, but then it definitely has your typical um, IPA. It's a hazy. It's a fairly hazy IPA. Not surprisingly, fair, fairly citrus as well. And those citrus notes come out in it, and it's uh, so I'd say refreshing but strong at the same time. So it's a good sipper beer. So if you're going, if you only plan on having one beer in an evening, this might be a good one because you can probably sip it for as long as it stays nice and cool. So nice, yeah. Fantastic. But yeah, new brewery, so, new brewery, new beer. Um, oh, I was happy. 
Well, great. Montgomery Brewing. Uh, they do not have a Twitter account, unfortunately. So I thought they did. No, they have a Facebook account. Um, they have Facebook. They have Twitter, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, so they do. I think they have it. There's a Twitter account that says Montgomery Brewing on it, but it's from like 2014. It has oh. nine followers. So yeah, oh, I swear not, I found one, but yeah. I'll look it up here. It's all right. Uh, so great. Those are the beers for night. Uh, plenty more tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna put the over under on the amount of beers I have at too many to count. Um, because that's basically what happens when I go to the state fair. Um, let us talk about the Loons game that just happened, just finished up about half an hour ago. Um, it was the Loons versus Seattle. Uh, holy shit, we. You know, Dave, we have problems with Seattle. I think they put up a, a yes. thing there that said that we played them what thirteen times since we came to MLS. We've, they, I think, yeah, we've talked. I think we just briefly brought it brought it up last week, but yeah, they they we it's it was it's almost comical. They played thirteen times in MLS play, including playoffs, and Seattle has won eleven of those, including one draw. I think Minnesota just had the one the one win in that series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's one of those lopsided series, and in fact. It's, I think it was MLS. I mean, in all of MLS, it's it's one team's best winning percentage against any other team. So it's it's one of those, it's kind of embarrassing. It's hard, hard. It's not, I guess it's not that hard to put a finger on it. Seattle has yeah. been, has been a good team since they came into MLS. It's just that you don't expect it to be that lopsided. So mm-hmm. I don't think I said this before. I look at the Seattle matchup versus Loons was kind of like the Minnesota Twins versus New York Yankees of the past, you know, yeah. back in about 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, actually. We could not beat the freaking Yankees. Could not beat the Yankees. No. It's terrible. We had problems. Same thing with Seattle. It's like we just can't beat Seattle. Um, we go in this matchup, of course, after the win last week against the NYCFC. So we're feeling kind of confident. I know Seattle is coming off a loss. Um so, yeah, in fact, in fact, they they had you know they made they said it several times <laughs> throughout the broadcast. I was watching Apple TV. I don't know if you were. Of course, this was a was, yeah. nationally broadcast game, which is cool. R- the reason it was a rare you know afternoon match, three thirty or three fifty five. I should clarify, kickoff on Fox, which was nice national exposure. The only MLS game of the day. That's kind of cool. But uh, and uh, our old friend Jamie Watson, yes, Jamie Watson yep. on the call. He once once gave us gum. Uh, actually, that was about that was I looked at time hop. That was uh, I think forty years ago. Was it? I think it was. Let me look look this up again because uh, my time hop on Facebook comes up, and I was looking at my memories, and I believe it was four years ago. Yes, it was two thousand nineteen. So four years ago today. Ah, Jamie Watson gave us gum. True that. True that. And was that? Yeah. Was that when we were in Atlanta? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was the uh the US Open Cup final. And uh yeah. That was a fun, fun time. Good times had by all. But um anyways. Oh yeah. Dave, thank you for that. I didn't know they had a okay. So they're at Brew Montgomery. Okay. Brew Montgomery. Okay. But not a, not a very active Twitter account, to be fair, but it is Fine. an official Twitter account. Okay, I'll, I'll link them. Um, back, to, back to the game. Um, so back to, we, back to the game. Yeah. We, uh, so we come into this game, and we're looking, we're feeling pretty good. The yeah. problem is Bongi, of course, is not in the lineup because yep. he's injured. So what Heath does is then puts Masani Dotson out in yeah. Bongi's spot and yeah. plays Rosales out on the left. And yep. then has Trap and Jan, the sniper, in the midfield. It's and it's it's similar. I mean, basically, and we were talking about this before the match started. But it, so essentially, you know, from last week's match at at uh, City Field in New York, it would it, oh. basically the one change player for player. That is obviously they shuffled. It kind of sent repercussions through this how they lined up. But it was basically Gregish for. Um, uh, Bongi, which mm-hmm. which happened during that game. Um, but yeah, then it does. You, you have Gregish and Trap in the mid, and then yeah, with Dotson out right, 
And then I, you know, got, and Rosales had started on the left on left wing against New York City as well. So, well, it it, it begs the question. And David had asked this, and if he was on tonight, he'd be asking the same thing. What the fuck is going on with Franco Fragapani? Well, th- it's I mean, interesting. What's, what's the deal? I mean, it's hit. Is he in? Is he in Heath's doghouse or something? Or I, I, I think. I think it. I think it's two things. If I'm being, I guess, if I'm being positive with regards to Franco, I think it's two things. It's one. It's maybe a little bit of his match fitness coming off his injury, but that's been about a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is it is due to performance as well. I I think we saw a lot of positives. Remember now, Joseph Rosales got the start at left back at least. I think I want to say in two matches in in the uh, League's Cup looked quite promising there. And then when um, I'm, I'm Bristol. Well, yeah, when Bristol, you know, he he. I think now he started two games. He started the last two games, but you know, he's yeah. and and you know, credit to credit to him. He's looked good. He's looked sharp in mm-hmm. those two games. So I think maybe he's established himself now as as left back or the preferred left back, mm-hmm. at least under Heath. And so, but mm-hmm. I think um, he saw enough from Joseph Rosales, you know, in the League's Cup specifically that you know, quite frankly, he wants to keep in the lineup. And maybe you know, Franco's Franco hasn't had a stellar year by any stretch again some of that was caused by injury but even i think you know he's just he hasn't looked quite himself and so i think that's why he leaned with rosales but now i i do kind of feel like there's a little more chemistry with uh reynoso and franco francapane um that we exactly. haven't quite seen with rosales mm-hmm. and, and reynoso mm-hmm. but and maybe that's where david was uh getting at you know as far as an attacking minded player and certainly mm-hmm. there's more pace with franco well, what I, I said in our tweets earlier, uh, not tweets, our, our texts earlier, actually came true. I looked at this lineup and said, we're not scoring a goal in this match. And technically we didn't. No. Because Hassani Dotson up on the right, like, does nothing for me. Like, it no. does nothing. No. Uh, it's, 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 you know, you have a guy like Shradi on the bench. You could put him up at the right and he'd be totally serviceable. So I don't get why Heath wouldn't put a guy like Shroddy up on the right, move Dotson to uh, midfield with Will Trapp. You got uh, Jan coming off the bench. It, it, there's a lot of things that I don't understand. It, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, Longway's absence, yeah, sent ripples through the lineup. And and I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think I would definitely prefer – I, I mean, I think Dotson has had a pretty good year. He's been good lately, I think, but not – not at not at right wing. He's been pretty good. I mean, maybe that's a stretch, but he's been good in the midfield, as, you know, mm-hmm. as part of a double pivot. But um, yeah, just it's not the preferred lineup for me. Um, apparently, it was for Heath, but yeah, it's just we'll get into it. But I I clearly think yeah, not having. I mean, if we want to keep things simple and just end our discussion about this match, we I, I'd sum it up in in one sentence and say that they miss Bongi. They really did. Uh, and you can well, tell by the performance that they missed him. Well, good. Uh, that's it for us today. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think Miss Mongi. No, I missed Mongi. Uh, no, I, I looked at it and before we just quickly here. I looked at the lineup and I said, your only proven attacker so far this year is Ray. Rosales has had some, has some, you know, some nice things going on. He's popped a little bit a couple times. Uh, Dotson has not at the at the at the front there, and Pookie is. We'll we'll talk about Pookie because yeah yeah I think I, the commentators were right on when they were talking about Pookie during this match. Um, he has had not looked great, um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, I just um, the so, other thing I'll say about the lineup and we brought it up last week is I, I I was I guess and maybe another reason for you know maybe our. Obviously, I agree with you, Tony. It's not our preferred lineup, how we would have threw out the starting 11, but it was int- it was nice to see uh, Jan Gregus back, mm-hmm. you know, you know, getting the start after his, you know, relatively mm-hmm. early substitution at NYCFC because he played well. We mentioned his passing mm-hmm. uh, at NYCFC, and I think we saw more of that today. He looked pretty good. He looked sharp from a passing standpoint, and the whole team actually did. It was one of these weird games where – and I think that's because you didn't have Bongi on the counter for mo- for the, the entire match. It wasn't going to be 
you know, it can't be your typical counterattacking Minnesota side. Minnesota actually ended up leading. We can get to it, but Minnesota actually led at the end of uh, regulation total total possession, which is surprising. I, they don't do that very often. So it, it was just a different match, but clearly they suffered from the speed on the counter. They just didn't have it today. And then, you know, they tried to get Pookie up, you know, as, as high as he could, but that just did not work. We'll talk we'll about get, that. <laughs> I'll we, get to it. And, and the, the Jan Gregus is why you pay the TAM and give up the second round draft pick for him because he mm-hmm. knows the system and it, you can see that when he plays. Uh, again, this game, and I would say in the first 15 minutes, there were some, it was a back and forth type of feel to it. Uh, we yeah. had some, we had some opportunities. They had some opportunities, not like shots on goal, but like, you know, there was some attacking going on. Um, it wasn't, big, it wasn't a, it wasn't a very wide open game at any point, but certainly not in the first 15 cool. minutes. The only thing you'd say is, yeah, maybe, you know, I think Seattle had, had their, had their moments, but basically you felt pretty comfortable with the way Minnesota was possessing the ball and controlling the game. Not that it led to anything dangerous by any stretch of the imagination, but you weren't nervous, I don't think, in the first 15 minutes. No, you weren't. Um, we the, the, op- the scoring opens up in the uh, like the 16th minute. And yeah. That's Seattle. That is uh, what's his name? Uh, it's uh, Yamar. Yamar, yeah, gets a hitter, yeah. and he's a he's a center back, right? He's a center back. Um, Yamar, yeah, I think yeah. he is. Yes. Yes, yes, he's he is, yes. Yep, sorry. That dude is huge, by the way. <laughs> and I'm watching this header, and I'm going, well, Boxel should have had him. But even if Boxel had him, this guy's got at least a couple inches on Boxel, at least like 25 pounds on Boxy. There's no way he's going to, you know, defend that. There's just no way. I mean, it was perfect. It was a perfect header. He but- had it. That's that's what I would have. That's what I would say is you, mm-hmm. let's credit Yamar here. I mean, it was mm-hmm. for him to contort. I mean, it was off basically a cross, if I remember right. I'm gonna wait for the replay to load up, but yeah, it was off it was. a pretty good cross, and he 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 got himself in just the perfect position. Yeah, mm-hmm. here I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he his body movement was just impeccable. It was just a really athletic feat, and I mean, all credit mm-hmm. to him. That was a good goalkeeper. I I, I you know I think David. And I don't want to misquote him, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I think David maybe accused DSC of being a little flat-footed on that, but maybe. But again, maybe. for him, that's what I'm saying. For Yamar to contort his body in such a way mm-hmm. to put it in such a perfect spot, like <sighs> he put it. Yeah, that's t- that's a tough save. I I, I don't is, even want to fault Dane Sinclair myself. Maybe if Dave yep. David was with us, he might. But I'm not even going to go there right now. I'm just going to say. You know, and the announcers were calling it against the run of play at that point. I don't know if it was against the run of play, but certainly maybe I guess if you were going to pick if you were going to pick, uh, you know, who who in the first six, 17 minutes had better possession, better control, yeah. I guess Minnesota. But I don't know. I hesitate to call it against the run of play. Awesome. Toss up. Toss up. Yeah. At that time, I'd call it more of an even match. And I think certainly that's how the rest of the first half went. Mm-hmm. It was relatively even, and but it was not even. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I said earlier, it wasn't. It wasn't a very open game. It wasn't a back and forth game. It was just no. basically. Uh, I think ja- uh, I think Jamie actually made the point of saying these teams were could have been a co- his co announcer, but they he made the point of saying you know these teams are basically canceling themselves out, which that's sure. what it kind of yeah. felt like. You know, yes, you had both teams. It was almost 50-50 possession, but it seemed like before anything, before any team was able to get to any kind of dangerous opportunities team just shut each other down so it's it, it was you we just we're not used to see minnesota playing these types of matches where it's it, even possession it it's uh it's those games that casual soccer fans especially ones that don't watch it very often get bored by yes yeah because there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth but there's a lot of midfield play there's a lot of taking your time kind of feeling guys out a little bit we didn't really have a lot of breakouts or counterattacks no. that we normally, we normally we have at least a couple counterattacks uh, during a game. We didn't have a lot in this game at all. Um, no. And, that, and, and that's and that, where. And that's, and I think the reason why is because we didn't have Bongi. Yes. Uh, I think Rosales, Rosales tried to do a couple of things that Bongi would have done. They didn't work out. 
But without Bongi there, uh, he's a breakout type of guy. I mean, he's a counterattack like linchpin. Um, so without him, it was kind of like stale, uh, very stale. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's where that's where I was getting at earlier. I mean, we mm-hmm. we we didn't have the speed that you know we lacked Bongi's speed for that a counterattack, and then Pookie. I'm sorry, but that for I didn't even let's, want to men- bring it up in our in our text thread, but yeah, Pookie. Let's let's, let's talk about who we talk about Pookie. I just want to say the last part now after the goal by Seattle, it looked like Seattle was kind of like had put it to us, and we're like we're going to get you for another goal. But then a crazy thing happened. We actually looked great. I don't say great, good going into the half. We actually yeah. had chances. We Corners. looked like we had kind of turned the corner a little bit. And we were making some attempts, so we looked like we had figured things out a little bit going into that. Yeah, speaking of cor- turn the corner, I mean, Minnesota had a number of corners. I thought it was interesting. They went e- either short to meet, you know, Reynoso, of course, took all the corners, I believe, unless I missed one. But I think he took all of them, but he played most of them short to mid. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't send balls in, you know, mm-hmm. in swingers or out swingers, anything. He, he basically played it short. Or medium short, I guess, on on all mm-hmm. all of his corners, which I thought that was interesting. It's clearly something they must have been working on in training. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, in this match, uh, there was no goals off set pieces for Minnesota uh, or for Seattle, for that matter. But uh, they did have, you know, Minnesota did look good to end the half. You almost, I mean, this is the way I put it. I mean, remember Tony Michael Boxel? I, I I'm struggling to remember who crossed the ball in to him. But Michael Boxel did an excellent job. It wasn't on a right. set piece, but it was just just off of just That's off right. of. And they're coming down the line. Was it right? That's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Well, Boxel got himself in a wonderful position. Credit to Boxel for doing that. And just unlike Gamar, Boxel. Again, I'm not. I'm not. These are not my words, but the announcers are. You know, 99 times out of 100, he might have put that in the back of the net. You would have expected to. I jumped off my couch literally expecting that to be the equalizer for Boxel. And then, I don't know, I think you said you were watching the Apple TV broadcast. I feel like Apple TV was kind of trolling uh, the Minnesota supporters who were watching the match on Apple TV because just after that, I don't know if you remember, Tony, but they fa- they faded to someone in the supporter mm-hmm. section wearing a boxy for striker t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> if that's not trolling, I don't know what is, but yeah, he did not do his best striker uh, impression on that header, unfortunately, but yeah, no. I don't know. But yeah, I think I get what you're leading to Tony going into the half. Yeah. You don't, it's not, you don't want to get down to Seattle, you know, at any point in the game, Seattle, of course, uh, one of the best defensive teams in MLS. In fact, I think they are by goals allowed. They are the best defensive 20, team in MLS. 25. 25. 25. That's yeah. MLS best. So mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to get down to M- to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I, I wouldn't say minutes, you know, credit to Stephen Fry. Um, I'm not going to give him the credit, but it, at least he's had 11 clean sheets. I think, I don't think he's had one recently, recently, but yeah, it's a tough team to play against. And so yes. I, I guess what I'm getting at long winded is that I, I didn't feel totally deflated heading into a half down a goal, but it's not where you want to be. Let's uh, we're going to the half down one nil. Let's spend a couple minutes talking about Pookie. Mm. Okay. Because this has been Pookie has been a lightning rod for this fan base ever since there was talk of him being signed here. Then we signed him, and so many people joined the Pookie bus. Like the fan bus or Pookie, Pookie party. He's like a world-class player. We were hearing it from the front office. We're hearing it from Adrian Heap, hearing it from Watson. World-class player. Da, 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 da. He scores one goal for us. Yeah. Pretty early that, too, right? You know, yeah. Everybody thinks, that we're, everybody thinks that we're good to go. He and the announcers, I think Watson made this comment during this game. Pookie has not been in the right position on the pitch a lot of the time during his time here in, in with the loons, it seems mm-hmm. like he's always somewhere where he shouldn't be. And I don't know if that's strategy wise, if that's what he well, wants him to do, or if it's him not having a feeling for what the team wants to I, do. I kind of want to hope it's the latter, Tony. I kind of want to hope it's, 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 
Kuki not quite integrating himself into this club. You know, he's been in Europe, obviously a Finn national for many, many years, played fairly high levels in Europe, obviously. Um, but so I'm kind of hoping it's that, that he's not just familiar enough with what we do, but, or, or if you want to take the pessimistic view, why, you know, we've had this conversation more or less about a lot of strikers that's come through Minnesota. And so then if you're really being pessimistic, you might, you might say this, whether you want to call it strategy or coaching or whatever it is, is is there a reason, you know, is there a reason all these strikers, whether they're from South America or Europe or, you know, wherever they're from, they've, they've all struggled. It's been a revolving door. It's kind of getting frustrating. It's been frustrating. It still is frustrating. So I, I'm worried. I am worried that it's not just Pookie's fault. It might be the coaching. It might be, you know, how, how these strikers are used or what they're being told to do, how they're playing off, you know, Reynoso or their positioning on the, their positioning on the field on the pitch is interesting. It, It seems like Pookie is always on the outside. Like he's always catching passes on the outside of the box or near the outside of the box. You know, and when he's inside, he's covered up and he's either not getting the ball or he's getting the ball and kind of holding it for something else. We don't see runs from Pookie in the box. I mean, we saw, I think we saw one today potentially mm -hmm. that was missed. Uh, Rosales, I think, had a a cross into him that (laughs) Pookie missed, but we're not seeing that. No. Yeah. And, and, and there's a couple things, you know, it looks like this, I don't want to, that's why I'm just, I'm just, I'm not suggesting it's coaching, but could, because there had, there were in this game and, and, you know, obviously Pookie did not have a good leagues cup by any stretch of the imagination, but I think in those leagues cups matches, and even again tonight, he he's unfortunately, I, for me, it's a little easier to put this on Pookie. Um, he's shown a, way too much hesitancy. You know, mm-hmm. he's taking too long in his decisions. You know, he mm-hmm. had opportunities where maybe he could have, you know, passed the ball off, which could have led to an assist. I think coming from uh, Norwich was it, is it Norwich? Sorry. Um, yes. Um, I think there I was looking at his thanks to listener Blake and our friend Blake. Uh, he kind of shared with me his, you know, I think his his, his stat, advanced stats, and he Pookie through over at least at the last last couple of years has shown some significant. I mean, I think his 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 assist creation was pretty good. Like his, you know, his passes that led to assists and goals mm-hmm. were, was mm-hmm. pretty strong. Like I don't think he was scoring maybe as much as he had in prior years, but his assists were, were good. And maybe that's kind of what you were getting at is mm-hmm. he's looking to create goals Great, more yeah. than score them, at least well, recently. Can, can I say this? Remember, we had kind of the same situation with another Finnish national when he came here at the midseason, and that's Robin Lud. Remember yeah. how we talked about him looking robotic when he was starting for this team that summer. He didn't look like he was confident. He was not like he was thinking too much about things. He was not like just kind of letting the play flow through him. He was just, he he seemed stopped up. And then the next year is when he became more of the Robin Lud we know. I don't know if Pookie can get to that point. Well, with his age, with his age, that's what I was. That's and, exactly what I was going to bring up. Yep. And with his age, and with the fact that this system, whatever he does, seems to kill strikers. Like they come in here with all this vim and vigor, and they're like, "Let's go!" And then all of a sudden, they just crap. It's just shit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I honestly think. It's a little bit of both because, like I said, I, there's there's clearly things that Pookie did in this match against Seattle where mm-hmm. it, there, it left a lot to be desire, desired. Um, in his de- decision making, he was just a little bit too slow in that. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, par- it definitely could be part of the system. And he does not have time. I mean, I think he's under mm-hmm. contract for next year, but yeah, he's not he's not 26. You know, he's what 32, 33. 32, so, 33. Yeah. and you can tell. I think, I'm you can see I'm, it though. Yeah, you can see I, it. You, you can, you can. And his, he, his he, some he, of his some of his runs that he makes, he's going after the ball, 
against younger people, he does not have the speed or the yeah. acceleration he used to like five, ten years ago. Yeah. It's, and it's not can, there. And he can play as high as he wants, but as high as he wants, but it's just it's just not there, at least right now. And it, it's really disappointing. And I'm one of the most optimistic persons that I know when it comes to this team. But it's it just I didn't. And that's why I didn't even want to text anything about it today, because I was just like, but eventually I think David brought it up. And it's like, yeah, it's hard to it's hard not to agree with that. It's 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 not looking good at this moment. I'll say this. I was very optimistic about Robin Lud, even though David was very down on him when he first yeah, I was started. Too. I was, too. But it's different. Um, I said, give him some time. It's very different. Lud was younger than Pookie is. Different Lud position. Position, I mean, yeah. different positions than Pookie does. I'm. I'm 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 pr- fairly close to saying Pookie out at this point. I think David's a little bit ahead of me and Pookie out, but I, I'm fairly close. He, well, it's funny. I think he was ahead of us all because he was basically yes. saying Pookie out before he was officially <laughs> announced to the squad. So yeah, and it's but, it's tough. For me, it's tough for me to say this, David, because, or Dave, because you know I I'm part Finn, hmm. so it pains me to say. Pookie out when he is yeah. probably yeah. one of the greatest finished yeah. players of all time. Yeah. But and it is what it is. Yeah. And I admittedly, I did not know as much as you and Connor and David about Pookie's, uh, you know, career, which it's been a good career. No, make mm-hmm. no mistake about it. But I didn't know as Great. much as you guys did. But the thing I keep going back to is not about Pookie. It's about what would and I think David was on, on the same page, but it was what would Amaria look like if he was mm-hmm. still here? He never got to play this year with Reynoso. I, I just wonder, would it have been yeah. different for him? I think it could have been. I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And uh, that's our striker talk for the night. Uh, Off that rant. Seems like it happens every week. We talk about strikers, but here we are again. Uh, let's get in the second half here. We came out of the second half. I think we looked good coming out of the second half. Yes. Yep. Let's, yes get, let's get to the 56th minute. <laughs> and this... That, Again, we talked about, I said earlier, I said in text messages, we weren't going to score a goal in this game. Yeah, that was pretty clever, Tom. We did, but we really didn't because this was <laughs> a, it was a free kick from Reynoso outside the box. It was probably, what, 30, 30 yards out, maybe? Oh, it was ways out. And and credit yeah. credit to Reynoso, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying this tongue-in-cheek, it was a hell of a ball by did Reynoso. He it really was. Know? It's almost like he drew it up that way. Did he know? Because Did he know? Unfortunately for Seattle, it was a. No, I mean, I'm to be fair, it was a great ball, but there was no Minnesota players no. around it. And in no. fact, the only player around it was Yamar, and he, mm-hmm. again, tongue in cheek, put this put a beautiful head on the ball and scored an own goal for it's, Seattle. And yeah, unfortunately. If he had let this go, I don't. I think they would have been a save, right? I believe it would have been saved. Oh, oh, I, I, I definitely yeah. agree. Just because, yeah. like I said, there was no Minnesota. There, a Minnesota no, player did there. not have an opportunity to put a head on it, yeah. and then yeah. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, and yeah. can you say with 100 percent certainty it would have been saved? It, it was actually mm-hmm. looking like that ball might have come on target mm-hmm. to be to be sure. But yeah, I yeah. mean, if the goalkeeper's watching that all the way in, because it's not like the line is packed he probably would have had a good look at it and probably would have saved it yes i i think so so yamar gets the own goal so he gets the brace is there a <laughs> name for a brace you get when you score for your team and the other team there's gotta there be might, a name there probably is i don't there probably is. i don't i don't know if there is off the top of my head but if I there's don't... if there's if there's not we'll call it the yamar because that's mm. what he did right gets the brace uh but yeah we tie this we tie this game up dave we tied yeah, this it, game up. Yeah, and you know it is. I you know I'm not gonna feel too badly for Yamar, but um, it, it's it's just laughable because it was it, it's it was a well headed ball and <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, Minnesota that by Yamar ties this game up. And honestly, I do feel like this is a scoreline that is probably deserved at this point. A, a, a draw, whether it's nil nil or one one, I think this is a fair scoreline at this point. And so I, I think with Minnesota's the way they came out in the the you know finished the first half, started the second half, I kind of felt like this was deserved. But still, you know, Minnesota technically does not have a goal. But, but here's the weird thing about this goal, Dave. 
is what happens after this goal. So a couple minutes after this goal, Heath goes to the bench. Oh, and yes, you're thinking, yes. you're thinking, Adrian Heath, we're gonna we're gonna go for the draw because this is Heath. He's defensive. Well, he wants to go, but he doesn't. He takes out Bristow and brings in Shroddy, which is not Heath like at all. Yep. So that was that was the first, uh, yeah, the first kind of uh, you, you'd have to call that, uh, you know, an offensive minded substitution because what that did at that point was then drop that name. You know, we were talking about earlier that dropped Rosales back to the left back position and then pushed. I think they actually swapped Dotson moved over to the left mm-hmm. and um, Shroudy on the right at that point. So yeah, you you, you keep Rose, you know, Rosales is is in a you know in he's formation. He showed it in the League's Cup. He can come from that, you know, left back position and and do well. So, yeah, uh, that was the first one. Yeah, and I liked it. I I kind of applauded that. I was surprised. I, liked, but... I was surprised, too. And then a couple minutes later, he says, I'm going to double up on this shit. I'm going to take out Will Trapp and put in Sang Bin. And I'm going to take out Pookie, the flaccid Finn, and yeah. put in Mender Garcia. Yeah. You know, and Mender, gonna... yeah. Re- yeah, and remember, I honestly, I kind of wanted to see Menor Garcia earlier, but, you know, clearly they're going to give Pookie all the time he needs. I hope it's not too much longer, but they're going to give him time. But I, I was waiting for Mender because I, you remember, of course, Mender mm-hmm. scored the dagger against NYCFC. Yep. yep. You know, so it was good to see him come on. But yeah, and then, you know, Seng Bin, granted, he's been quiet other than maybe scoring, you know, the the, the winner in the penalty kicks in the League, League's Cup mm-hmm. match. But yeah, very aggressive, which you mm-hmm. love to see. You love to see as a fan, you know, you want to get well, the full three points. So, yeah, let's go. It was, it, you like to see it as a fan, Dave, but how often do we see it with Adrian Heath um, as the manager of this team? We don't. Mm-mm. So many times in games like this, Heath wants to go into a shell. It wants to like just hold out, get the draw, get the point, and that's that. And it backfires all the freaking time. This time he goes for the win. Doesn't backfire. He gets the draw anyways. Yeah. So maybe this is maybe he's turned a leaf now. Maybe he's yeah. like thinking well, differently. I, I'd like to think so. I mean, granted, after this match uh, against Seattle, there, there's ten matches left. But yes, that's but because you know prior to the start of this match, and well, actually technically still, they're outside of the playoff line looking in. They're outside looking in. So I think you know he realizes this is important. You you want to get the full three points at home. You need to go for it because, and so I'm glad to, I applaud Heath today with his substitutions. It clearly worked. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't end up getting the three full three points. They didn't win this match, but clearly from that point on at, you know, for the rest of the match after those subs, Tony, did you, were you ever nervous about, you know, you know, Seattle maybe winning this match, stealing the three points? No, it never felt that way. In fact, it was the opposite. Minnesota mm-hmm. down the stretch had the best chances. You know, they had the better chances. Think, they looked the better team. They were the most yes. aggressive and it paid it paid off. So it was nice to see because how many times have we seen Heath make, say, a defensive substitution only to watch it just backfire? Well, it happens all the time, Dave. And I yeah. what I liked about these uh these uh, subs was that we kept the foot on the gas, we tried some things, we kept possession, we were defensive and offensive at the same time. It looked, it looked cohesive. We looked good trying to win this game, even though we didn't win. Okay. Yeah. Glass, I mean, glass, I just look at glass half full. Take a look if you if you went and looked at the stats or like intervals. You know, since he made those subs, you know, say midway through the second half, it's it's all Minnesota, and that's the way you know that's the way you want it to be. You know, at home, you just want to you you, you want to push the pedal to the metal, and that's what they did. It didn't work out you know today they didn't they didn't get the win but i think if they continue doing this they're, they're going to have more positive results than negative for sure um so we end the game one one draw we get a point against seattle which is which hey which is fine we, fine. we started this conversation by saying that that uh seattle had won 11 of 13 matches so yeah. to, to get a point yeah. it doesn't quite feel like dropping points at home even though no you, you, no I will say this. It's Seattle. So getting a point against Seattle for me is a victory because of how terrible we've been against Seattle. If this is any other team, if this is like Dallas or Vancouver, I've been like, well, we mm-hmm. drop points here, but it's mm-hmm. Seattle, right? We have trouble with Seattle. They helped us out. 
it is what it is. We got a point out of it. Thank you, Seattle. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. So we have two games coming up this week. Yeah. So Wednesday. this this was the first. Uh, sorry, Tom, but this was the first of seven. Literally, this is the first of three three matches within seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a game Wednesday at home against Colorado. And we also have a game next Saturday night in San Jose. That game will start at about 10 o'clock our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might be 9.30. It might be 9.30 okay. our time, but... Uh... I'm once again going to want to fucking rant about this whole bullshit of start time 7.30 or 9.30, but we don't start till like 10 o'clock. Well... Just, well, just start the to, freaking game to be fair. at 7.30. To be fair, this will more it'll start the, the if we're talking about Saturday's game in San Jose, it will start at 7:30 local time. Well, it'll start at 7:39 uh local time. So Apple TV has been consistent on that. You know, if they say a game's gonna start at 7:30, it starts at 7:39. That's been very consistent. This, was, this, this, half, this, was this half hour you, bullshit. I don't get this you, shit. Well, t- I don't start know why your pre- I, start your pregame half an hour earlier. Right. I, I do get it. And because you'll you, it's not like any major sport in the U.S., you know, they, they'll they'll announce a noon kickoff, say, for the Vikings. But there'll be there'll be a pregame. But that pregame yes. will start at 11 or 1130 or whatever time it starts. That's right. But, That's right. Yeah. But we used to we used to have seven o'clock kickoffs and the pregame started at 630. It's you know, you, you know why it is that they, they want they want eyes on they want eyes on that pregame as early as possible. <laughs> so. Are they worried about fighting with like Wheel of Fortune at six thirty? Yeah, is this yeah. the problem? Is that the problem? I mean, come on, off my off my soapbox here. Yeah, no, but so, this was okay because if you haven't figured it out by now, it's because of the national broadcast. That's that's why it is. It's always been that way. It it's not just Apple TV. Okay, I don't care. I mean, year last year, the year before, it was the yeah. same way. Make no mistake. So just this isn't. Let's not blame Apple TV. That's that's all I'm getting at because this is not new this year. It's been going on like this for years. I agree with you. It, it's it's stupid. If you if you go to MLS.com and look at you know the the lineup for the the games and it says three thirty, then it should be mm-hmm. kicking off 3:30. at three thirty or minutes yeah, after yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, gets past my bedtime, dude. On a Wednesday on a school night, come on, that's terrible. Well, yeah, uh, the, the, the Wednesday game is at home, so that'll be 730, 739, sorry. 739, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, poor let's, David. and David, that, yeah. that, that San Jose match is going to kick off at he, and he, 1039 he, his time. He, Ouch. He, he ain't watching that one. I'll tell you that it one. is a Saturday That's night, though. I mean, come on. I have trouble. I have trouble watching. I'll be falling asleep before that game starts. And I'll, and depending on what we do that day, Dave, if you come for lunch that day, hopefully, and depending hopefully, on what yeah. we do... Between what we do after lunch that day, I can be having <laughs> early bedtime. That's the way it That's works. True. That's true. Uh, so let's do some predictions. Let's talk first about the Minnesota Colorado game on Wednesday. It's a home game. I'll go first. I believe the Loons, after this, um, how would I put it? It's a one of those. It's a victory for them today, um, because they didn't lose to Seattle. So I think they go. They get Colorado in here Wednesday. I think they win uh, two to one. On Wednesday, and that really the main thing is if Bongi can play or not. If Bongi yeah. can't play, my it's it's out the window. I don't think we score yeah. any goals on Wednesday. But what do you think, Dave? You're gonna stick to two to one. Well, first I'll of stick all, two to one. I'm yeah. It sucks having a three matches in seven days, but um, that's the way it is. Especially as we're getting to the. <laughs> very near end of the season there's only a month just over a month left in the season so you got to squeeze 10 games and somehow that includes three and seven days but i'm going to put it this way i don't care if i mean i let me correct myself i want bongi to play i do care if bongi plays i would love bongi to play um Mm -hmm. i almost though if there's any doubt i would say keep him keep him keep him maybe have him on the bench but keep them out of this because we're talking about a Colorado team that's worst in MLS, at least worse than the Western Conference. They're sitting, something. yeah, they're having a rough year. Their coach is on the hot seat, obviously for obvious reasons. They, hey, they have scored. Let's see how many games they played. They played twenty four games. They've scored sixteen goals. 
And given up a lot more than that, 34. 34. So 34. They're, yeah, they're over double goals mm-hmm. conceded than scored. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, hey, th- Minnesota has a clear advantage here, at least heading into this one, where they at least they don't have to travel. Yeah, they have to play on Wednesday after playing Sunday, but they don't have to travel. They'll get a day or day and a half of training um, against the worst team in the West. So I'm going weather without Bongi. I'm calling a win for Minnesota. And if they don't, I understand that Minnesota has only won two games all year at Allianz field, which is disappointing. Um, but if they don't win this game and I'm going to say, I'm going to, for the record, I'll go, I'll say two, zero, two nil mm-hmm. with or without Bongi two nil. Mm-hmm. If they don't win this, if they don't win, I'm not, never mind a draw. If they don't win this game, I would say it would be the, the biggest disappointment of the season. Definitely. Point blank. Yeah. You know, bottom, you know, basement dwellers in the West at home, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado played on Saturday, but they, they played yesterday. Uh, I should look yeah. up what you should look that up. But anyways, yeah, I, I think this, if they don't win, it would be the biggest disappointment of the entire season, especially coming down the stretch with 10 games remaining. I said earlier, Minnesota is technically outside the playoffs looking in, they need to win this game and they're going to win it two 0 That's my call. That's all right. Uh, that Wonderwall uh, record is very is very dusty right now. Hasn't mm. been played a lot. Um, so we get out. Of, we have Colorado here Wednesday. We then go to San Jose next Saturday night. San Jose is sitting in sixth position right now. Of course, it'll change. I think because everybody plays Wednesday, they are only three points ahead of us at this point. So truthfully, going into mm-hmm. this match against San Jose next week, if we beat Colorado and they lose, we could be tied with San Jose. Um, San Jose, it's funny, they have kind of the same uh, goals and goals against. They have 29 and 32. We have 29 and 31. So very, very uh, even uh, goals for goals against. Uh, of course, they've gotten a couple more wins than we have. Or one, actually, they have one more win than we do. One more, yeah. Yeah, we're 8-8-8, eight, eight, and eight. they're 9-8-8. Eight, and eight. So two teams are kind of the, kind of the, the same uh, in this league. I'm going to say against San Jose, we win 3 0 because Bongi will be definitely back. De- Bongi will be back next week. Definitely. He scores a brace. Uh, Ray gets a goal. Pookie still looks flaccid. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, we win 3 0. All right. I love it. I love the optimism on the road in San Jose. Um, I, I, yeah, and I just want to correct myself. Colorado did not play on the weekend. So I guess yeah. that kind of takes the, a little bit of the wind out of my sails, but mm-hmm. I'm still sticking with the 2 0 win for against Colorado mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And then I, I'm, I'm also going to go with a win on the road at San Jose. I'll say, I'll say 2 1, um, the most boring score ever, but I'm going to just going to say that because, yeah, I think you made a good point of saying, yeah, okay, fine. San Jose is sitting up in sixth place. But if you look at the standings that and look into the points and points per game and goal scored, like you mentioned, Tony, it's it's not that daunting. And I think Minnesota is in good form. Yeah, they didn't get the win against Seattle tonight, but they can't, they're coming off, you know, an, you know, a pretty inspired, you know, League's Cup run. They they went on the road again, you know, and in a in a baseball stadium at City Field and beat NYCFC. And granted, not their best performance of the year, but they still managed to win two nil. So you can't really complain. I think they're going to do something similar against San Jose by hook or by crook. They're, they're going to get a win, call it 2-1 against San Jose. And then if they do that, if if they do manage the you know a couple victories here in the next two games, mm-hmm. then they'll be sitting in a good spot in the playoffs, mm-hmm. obviously, at that point. I'm going to make Flaccid Finn a thing. I'm going to try it. I'm forcing my way mm. to make Flaccid Finn a thing. And, and I'm not calling it, but wouldn't it be something if Poogie could score in these next couple games this week? That would be fantastic. Then, I, then I'd stop calling him the Flaccid Finn, but I'm going to keep calling him Flaccid Finn until <laughs> he shows me otherwise. That's yeah. the way it works. Yeah. Uh, so, if, if they, so I guess we're essentially now with the draw against Seattle, so if they get seven points out of three games in, in a week, then we'd call that a success. But I think it's totally realistic. Yeah, it's totally interesting. Yep, of course. So uh, before we get out of here, just one quick funny story to talk about. This comes out of the state of New Jersey. Uh, a power outage in New Jersey was due to an un- unlikely culprit, a fish likely put there by a bird. Hmm. So a power outage cut electricity to New Jersey community a week ago. Uh, fish, 
the fish happened to land on a transformer. Ooh. Uh, Sayreville police said Jersey Central Power and Light Company workers working on the August 12th outage that cut power to a large area of lower Sayreville found a fish on the transformer in the New Jersey community, southwest of New York, Staten Island. We are guessing a bird dropped it as it flew over uh, and uh, basically cut the power. Boy, that bird to... must have been pissed. That, yeah. I, I, so now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did they, do they think the bird did this intentionally? Was this like an attack yeah. on the power? It probably was. Yeah, oh, it was an osprey. It was an osprey. Oh, we're probably to blame for the outage. It affected 2,100 people for less than two hours. Uh, Henning said the Sayreville area has a large presence of ospreys, which were once on the state's endangered species list until less than a decade ago. Uh, they have a very active osprey and rat protection program. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it, 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 so, so why obviously, would osprey, this... why, why would the ospreys be mad at this community? I don't, I don't I mean, know. Try and sabotage. The power grid like that is kind of but, mind-boggling to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, of course, it could have been a mistake. I mean, the, the I'm sure it could have been pissed, but I'm sure what it, happened was the Osprey not... was flying. He was flying with the fish. He saw a hot-looking Osprey off to his left and opened his jaw, and the fish dropped out. Uh, and, jaw uh, dropper. Yeah. I get it. Jaw dropper. Yeah. Smart, exactly. smart of the bird not to go back and try and retrieve the fish. Oh, that would have been <laughs> terrible. Good that might have actually made the that might have made the problem worse. <laughs> Man, I mean, fried fish is one thing. Fried osprey is a totally another thing. But it must have been very precise to drop this fish in just the right location on this transformer to cause a power outage. I mean, think about this. I mean, yeah. the fish probably isn't that big that he's got, you know, right. and, it, and, and coming from a height, you know, to create, just, and yeah. typically why well, I, I don't know enough about that to comment, but yeah, to, to create a short, I mean, let's say the fish was a foot long to create a short circuit. You would think you, yeah, it must've landed in a perfect spot. I don't know. Or, or the water. Well, I mean, obviously a fish would be conductive, but like, I don't yeah. know. It's, you'd have to see it. To, to understand it but uh yeah i bet you the first guy in the scene there he walks in he's like searching he's like holy shit it's a fucking fish there's a <laughs> fucking fish on the transformer you at know? least I you mean, have an answer like if you're a yeah. technician or engineer trying to shovel troubleshoot the problem at least mm -hmm. it's like oh that's why you as an engineer i love easy answers and like that would be one at least at least you can the worst are when you don't know why something happened or if there was if there's multiple problems then it gets really tricky but if you walk in or if you're investigating the transformer and you look at oh there's easy answer yeah it's it's yeah. dumb luck it sucks and especially for the people who lost power but uh to know why it was caused then yeah you're happy i think about the guy who has to write this up cause of the power edge, fish what do you mean fish there was a fish that's all I can say. There's a fish. Like Why is a, a fish fillet of fish? Like, like a technician was having their lunch and their yeah, fillet of no. fish dropped fish, out of their sandwich. Fish. There's a fish. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. It's a fish. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, it, yeah, like crazy shit, man. I mean, we all have to live with nature. Things like this happen. We talk on the show a lot about bears coming into places and you know, all kinds of shit. But yeah, this I think this is the first uh, fish causes power outage story we've had on the podcast so you would think you by you know we've been doing this for what five years you'd think you'd think we'd have a, a couple of those stories by now but no this is no, unique. not like that not like that at all so yeah uh so maybe they'll come up with a protective barrier for fish i don't know that's crazy um i just when i looked at the story i just remembered the uh, time that uh, we were in high school dave you remember this when mm -hmm. somebody hit a transformer with their car Mm -hmm. right by the school and we had power outage at school and we all sat there in the dark for like five hours and they yeah. and they finally sent us home after like five hours of like eh, and the power's not come back out you guys can all go home we're like okay well thanks but thanks thanks for but the, here thanks for but the day's pretty much over now thank yeah. you you know fuck you so all right uh before we get out of here i just want to mention that uh of course we'll be back on on uh next sunday we'll have a podcast next sunday hopefully uh, talking about a couple wins like we predicted but we'll see hopefully talking about a couple wins um we also like i said dave and i will be going to the state fair tomorrow we'll be enjoying some beers hopefully we'll talk about some of those on the podcast next maybe week. We, maybe we can tweet a couple pictures of our beers if they're 
interesting. But. Well, we we could probably or yeah, save it for or save it for the podcast. Yeah, that, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, we'll save it for the podcast. Uh, also, want to say thank you to our uh, band that puts on our uh, intro music, Grand Holler. Uh, they have nothing coming up right now that I see, but um, I'll let you know if anything else is coming up. Please go to Spotify, give them a listen on Spotify. They're on Spotify. I think they're also on Apple Music, some other places. So give them a listen. Um, oh, I did want to mention uh, they were on a, a radio show up on the air up on uh, Duluth. The other day, uh, they played a bunch of music from local bands. Their oh. song, uh, cool. the song that we play actually for our intro music. I do love that song. The, yeah. the number 11 song on their list. So they played that, uh, whatever. Awesome. So, yeah. So it was great to see that. Um, again, stay fair tomorrow. Dave, I know you're excited. I'm excited. I am. I really am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. It'll be a good time. Can't wait to see uh, some Loons players and uh, eat some food and drink some beer. And uh, potentially win some win some prizes. We got to win some prizes. Too. Oh yeah, some we got to make fair. up for the county fair that we went to a, a month yes. or two ago. And, yes, uh, yes. Get to the mm-hmm. midway and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. win some prizes for sure. Win some Aren't prizes. Sure. Wins they, this year. It's a big Mario now. It's because the Mario wow. movie came out. So it's always has wow. to do with what's going on. So now the giant Mario is the big prize to win this oh. year. So we'll see if we can win a giant Mario. So I'll give it my best. All right. So for myself, Tony. And for Dave, we will talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons.